want to deal with one of the signs of the end time known as deception. Tell somebody deception. But before we come there, we've seen 60 biblical prophecies fulfilled about Jesus Christ. And these were things that was prophesied long before his birth, his ministry, his work on earth, his crucifixion, his death, burial, resurrection, and ascension. 60 prophecies, biblical 60 prophecies fulfilled. Number one, 10 prophecies about the birth of Jesus Christ you can write down fulfilled. 10 prophecies about his birth. Prophesied long before he was born has been fulfilled. Nine prophecies, biblical prophecies fulfilled about his nature, his nature fulfilled. Six prophecies prophesied long before he was born concerning his ministry fulfilled. 29 prophecies prophesied concerning his crucifixion fulfilled. Four prophecies prophesied long before his birth fulfilled concerning resurrection and ascension. 60 prophecies fulfilled. 14 prophecies yet to be fulfilled. And I said the other day that the capital moving from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem is one of the prophecies that must be fulfilled. That Jerusalem will be the capital of Israel. And that is Bible and it's prophecy. So I'm just telling you what is written. The next thing is the rebuilding of the temple. Um, I will leave that. I don't want to go into depths on that. So I'll put this aside. Let's go to deception for today. We got a lot of grounds to cover. Please come with me to Matthew, the 24th chapter, the fourth and the fifth verse. Matthew 24, the fourth and the fifth verse. And Jesus answered and said unto them, Can we, I think we should go to verse 1. Let's begin from verse 1. <laughs> and Jesus went out and departed from the temple. And his disciples came to him for to show him the buildings of the temple. Mm -hmm. And Jesus said unto them, See ye not all these things? Verily I say unto you, There shall not be left here one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. This is talking about the temple of Solomon that was built with such splendor, with the cedar of Lebanon, marbles, granites, things of gold and of silver. To the extent that on the day that it was dedicated, after the prayers of Solomon, the glory of God so filled the temple that nobody could stand on their feet and all the priests and the Levi were on their faces. And Jesus said, as beautiful as this temple you see is, a day shall come, and it was another prophecy that was fulfilled, that there shall not a stone be left, that this temple you see will be brought down. And 17 AD, General Titus, under the command of the emperor of Rome, marched into Jerusalem and brought down the temple and fulfilled that prophecy. Go ahead. And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us, where shall these things be? And what shall be the sign of thy coming and of the, the end signs of the of world? The of thy coming and of, thy, of the end. The signs of thy coming and the end of the world, the end of the world. And that is a heavy one. Go ahead. 
And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. His response, he didn't answer the question. The first thing he said is, before I tell you things to come and the signs you are asking for, first thing you have to be careful of is deception. Tell somebody deception. He said, take heed. He didn't say that no spirit or angel deceive you, but what? No man deceive you. So men will be used as vehicles to deceive men. Flesh for flesh, soul for soul, spirit for spirit. Amen? Go ahead. For many shall come in my name saying. Underline the word many, many, many shall come. Go ahead in my name saying. Saying I am, I am Christ. I am Christ. shall deceive many. And he said many shall come in my name and say they are Christ and shall deceive many. Underline the word many shall come, shall deceive many. Say I will not be among the many that shall be deceived. But Jesus is speaking and he said many shall come and many shall be deceived. So you can be deceived. Don't be fooled. When you study history, the reason why history repeats itself is because people are not students of history. But you can be deceived. If you study the God generals and you look at different men and women of God that were used of God so powerfully, so mightily, and how they were deceived by the enemy. You know, it just shows that you are no match to the enemy. Don't be too confident. And the devil is not the respecter of any person. See, I hear you. Matthew 24 and the 11 verse. The 11 verse. And many false prophets shall rise and shall deceive many. Again, many. How many false prophets? One, two, three, four, five. But what? Many false prophets shall arise. Many false prophets shall arise. Many, they are coming. They are coming. They'll tell you truth. They'll tell you things that are truth. And then they'll give you some aquantere. That is not biblical. But first of all, they get your attention by setting you up. It's a bait. And the fact that what they are telling you is truth or is fact. You see, there is a difference between facts and truth. Joseph was caught, accused for attempting to rape Potiphar's wife. It was a fact because she had his garment, but it wasn't the truth. Did you hear what I said? So you have to be very careful when people say, well, I have the fact, I have evidence, I have proof. You can have facts and evidence and yet not true. Tell somebody, careful. So he said, many, many false prophets will rise and will do what? Deceive many. You have to be careful, even church folks. After church, people will meet you at the car park and tell you we are praying for you. You know? And give you the word of the Lord. And then we'll even say we are coming to your house. Where do you live? I'll come to my house. I have a prophetic team. Will come to your house and pray for you and intercede for you. Give you the word of the Lord. And they receive also their offerings and their tithes and their first fruits at the car park. After you finish church, they double tax you at the car park. And some of you fall for it. And those of you who, who meet people at the car park and give them the word of the Lord. And pray for them after I have prayed for them. 
after I have prayed for them, you also meet them to pray for them, to give them your acquaintance. I have my cameras at the car park now. Tell somebody, careful. When I locate you, hey. Tell somebody, careful. And congregation members, when they meet you at the car park and they are giving you the word of the Lord and acquaintance, it doesn't matter how genuine it is. That, oh, we are praying for you. We are interceding for you. We got your back. And they start giving you word. And it's true. They want to know your house. They want your telephone number, your, your, your email. And they don't give it to them. And tell them, Papa is watching you. The camera is there. Tell somebody, Papa is watching. Papa is watching. They are in this church. They are here. Some of them make their way to the platform. And they are not supposed to be on the platform. But they make their way to the platform. As soon as you see them on the platform, or if they're on the platform, then they are correct. Who told you they are correct? Hello? Tell to someone, who told you? Who told you? Many. Many. Are you clapping? Only one person believe in my preaching. Eh? There's only one person who believe in my preaching. The rest of you, you don't believe in my preaching. If you believe in my preaching, put your hands together. All right. So underline the word many, 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 many. Many shall be deceived. Many false prophets. Many. Okay. Uh, Matthew 24, 24. For there shall arise false Christ you and see, false prophets. Now he's talking about false he talked about false Christ, false prophets, false Christ again. There are people who dare to call themselves Jesus. Jesus, they call themselves Jesus, Son of God. It's very scary, you know, that a human being should have the audacity to call himself Jesus. Hey! I'm not talking about just using the name of Christo, but saying that they are Jesus, the Son of God. And they back it by performing lying wonders and miracles. Go ahead, read on, see something. For there shall arise false Christ and false prophets, uh -huh. and shall show great signs and wonders, and so might that, if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. That's why I'm talking to you, that if it was possible, they would deceive the very elect. So there is a possibility that the very elect can be deceived. You know, there was a guy... Some years ago, in those days, eh, he used to be at the Mokola station. What well, I think his name was Peter or something, some name be. You know, in those days, you, you remember. And you should see the people who went to that place with cars. Big people, heavy cars parked there. And the guy won't bath. Was wearing some things, you know, like John the Baptist in the wilderness. And people will go there and he will give them a quantire and they will give them concussion and some water and things and they will be drinking. Hey, it was very serious. And people were going there. Serious people. They were following them. And I looked at it and I said, wow. And it was a matter of time. They disappeared. I tell you the reason why me, I don't criticize. Here, look at me. I know a lot, I see a lot, but I tell you why I don't criticize some of these things. 
I'm just teaching. I'm talking about what the Bible says. I'm not criticizing people. And I tell you my reason. I am a Gamaliel. I'm a Gamaliel. And a Gamaliel is one that believes that if it is of God, it will stand the test of time. And if it is not of God, it's a matter of time, it will wither and disappear. And I've seen a lot of Jesuses. I've seen a lot of Jesuses, a lot of false prophets, a lot of false teachers, a lot of false apostles who appeared on the scene and they've disappeared. See, I hear you. First John 1. First John chapter 4 and verse 1. First John chapter 4. Beloved, mm-hmm. believe not every spirit. Believe not every spirit. Just because, you know, the latest now is people come to me in, the, in this church and say, Papa, you need to see this young man. He wants to see you. He's sharp. Somebody say, sharp. That is the latest in town now. Sharp. A lady came to see me and said, Papa, I said, I've been seeing you in church for some time. So and I'll go to this guy and he's very sharp. He said, you are his father. You are his father. Every, I'm the father of everybody, good, bad, and ugly. He said, you are his father. He, has, he wants to see you, but Papa, I'm telling the guy, sharp. And I said, so what has changed in your life? You. You've been struggling with your weight since I've known you. How many inches and pounds have you lost? He's sharp. What, what have you lost? What did he say about your weight? Papa, I'm saying he's sharp. Please, tell somebody, give me a break. Beloved, believe not every spirit. Believe not every word. Spirit. There are many spirits out there. Don't be fooled. Now, now there are certain people, you know, I, I, I know people who are gifted, but they don't understand sound doctrine. They don't understand scripture. So they are misled. And if, we, if they are not guided with knowledge, even though they have a strong gift, they can go into error. And that is different from what I'm saying. This is different from people who are using some familiar spirits and are diviners, like the wise men who saw the star of Jesus and they came they were in believers. They were diviners, wise men, astrologers. Hmm? So you have to understand these things. And the realm of the spirit, the thing that works in the realm of the spirit is like keys. You can take my car key and go to the park, the car park right now, and use my key on my car, and my car will not say thief, 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 thief. The car will respond to the key. And you can move my car anywhere you want to. But you'll be arrested eventually. Because it is not yours. I will report you. And we'll find you. So in the realm of the spirit, you can use the name of Jesus. And things will happen. Because at the name of Jesus, every knee of things in heaven and on earth and under the earth shall bow. And every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. So you can use the name of the Lord to get results. But the bottom line is that some of you even, and there are people who use the name of Jesus. eh, And spiritual gifts to sabotage the work of God. I'm telling you, I have been fought by false prophets. I've been fought by false teachers, false apostles. Over the years. 
They've divided my church through lies and deception over the years. Just to build a congregation out of my congregation. And there are even churches who will talk to members of this church. So who are the people around the Archbishop? We are told that there are some very, very powerful people in the church. They are very, very gifted. Who are they? And they will ask them to invite those individuals to come to their church. And then when they come to their church, they get the prophet to give you a word that God says you should stay here, you belong here. Instead of them to go and win souls and the unsaved, they are reaching out to the saved. And their churches are growing, but their churches are not growing because they are winning souls. Their churches are growing by mischiefs, by covetousness, by manipulation, by exploitation. And it's a matter of time. You scatter what I'm building to build yours. Yours will not stand. Hey! It will not stand. It's just a matter of time. It will scatter. You can't scatter mine and gather yours and say you are working for the Lord. You are an enemy. You are, eni you are an enemy of the kingdom. For it is written. He said, and on that day many shall come and will say, Lord, Lord. We cast out devils in your name. We heal the sick in your name. We raise the dead in your name. Wonders and mighty works. Raise the dead in your name. And Jesus said, and I will say unto you, you used the key to spark my car. You were a thief. Workers of iniquity. You worked against me. You used my name to fight my work. You used my name to destroy what I was building through others. You were building a church not because I called you to win souls. You were doing it as an industry to make money, to exploit people, to have a name, to become relevant. But not because I called you, I chose you, I anointed you, you workers of iniquity. And I'll say to you, get the hands from me. I know you not. That day is coming. And I'm patient. And I'm waiting for that day. For it is written, let no man judge. Let no man judge anyone until that day. For when the Lord shall come, then shall the work of every man be revealed. And then shall every man receive praises of the Lord. So I'm waiting. Because every man's work shall be tested by fire. And we will know, like Jacob, was competing with Ora Roberts' tent. That he built a tent bigger than Ora Roberts' tent. What are you trying to prove? There are people who want to build the biggest auditorium in town. Not because God called them to do it, but they want to prove a point. They are competing with others. So they want to build a tent next door to your church to prove a point that they are bigger than you. They are gifted than you. They are anointed than you. And your people come to their church. They know more than you. And the sad thing is you are people who have stayed in church. They've been brought up. They've been raised in a church. We pastored you. Brought you up in the things of God. Fasted and prayed for you. Guided you and loved you. Grounded you in the things of God. Today you become somebody. You are blessed. And you turn your back on us. Because you've seen some new move of God. That we have never seen before. And you don't just go alone, but you carry other people with you to bankrupt the very 
house that brought you up and to destroy the very hands that fed you and you think it will be well with you and your children and your house. You see, people don't know why curses comes upon them. I'm telling you. And I'm talking about Christians and men of God. They don't know why curses comes upon them and their children. You break rules. You do evil with a motive. What are you trying to prove? The Bible says that the son abides in the house forever. What this church, what kind of anointing do you have and gift that you possess that we can't open a branch for you, that you can't be a part of the house, that you have to break, divide us, scatter us to go out there. What are you trying to prove? And you have people sitting in the church who follow people like that and they are deceived. And they have the audacity to tell others, come and see, come, follow me. Charlie is moving, sharp, powerful. And sometimes you are dealing with mixed streams, mixed garments, mixed seed. It's all in the Bible, we'll teach you. But try the spirits, whether but what? they are, try the spirits. But what? Try the spirits, whether uh -huh. they are of God. Because many false prophets are gone out into the world. How many? How many? And he said, do what? Try the spirits. The Bible says, when one, let one prophesy and let the other's word judge. So you have right to judge prophecy. Just because somebody is accurate and they say it and it happens does not mean that you can't judge prophecy. You can't judge prophecy. I'm telling you. We have the right to judge prophecy and the spirit of the prophet are subject to the prophets. So prophets are not alpha and omega and prophets can also miss it. Samuel missed it. Elijah said the Lord hid it from me. So prophets are not always accurate. And we have to also know the difference between a prophet and one that has a gift of prophecy and one that dreams and one that operates in the word of knowledge or in the word of wisdom and one that stands in the office of a prophet. Now, this is it. If one prophesies, every one of us here can prophesy. Turn to somebody and say, do you know you can prophesy? Yeah, you can prophesy and yet not be a prophet or a prophetess. See, I hear you. Shake somebody and say, come alive. In Jesus' name. Stay awake. Yeah. You can prophesy and yet not be a prophet. You can possess the gift of prophecy. And what is the purpose of the gift of prophecy? Three things. Three things. Write it. Number one, for edification. Edification. Number two, exaltation. Exaltation. Number three, comfort. That is it. Anybody who prophesies by the gift of prophecy and goes beyond exaltation, edification, and comfort, you are crossing a line. Turn to somebody, shake the person and say, you are awake when we are preaching everything but this one. You, you are alive when Papa is talking about other things. 
breakthrough. Two steps in breaking through and getting a visa and I see you in America. I see you riding in a new car. I see you getting a lift and promotion. I see you prospering. Yes! Don't mind me. You remember Philip, the evangelist? He had four daughters. And they prophesied, all of them, with Paul. They prophesied. But none of them could reveal what was before Paul. But Agabus, who stood in the office of a prophet, came and revealed what would befall Paul by taking his girdle and prophesying that the one who owns this girdle, these are the things that says the Lord will befall him when he goes to Jerusalem. That was a prophet. Now, if Agabus hadn't come and the things that was prophesied by Agabus happened, the church would have said, ah, but Paul was with us. Even Philip's daughters prophesied. And how come they couldn't see or reveal what was to come? They prophesied by the gift of prophecy, but they were not prophets. So they didn't have the right to reveal. Now, to qualify as a prophet, you must have, number one, the gift of prophecy, which does not foretell or reveal events to come, or events of the past, or events of the now. Comfort, exaltation, edification. Have you not heard? Have you not been told that I am the Lord? And that I will do what I said I will do. And that I am committed to bring to pass everything I've said about you. Fear not, fear not. Yea, fear them not. For I will perform my good pleasure. I will execute all that I have said of you. That says the Lord, be comforted, be strong. Those are gifts of prophecy. Now, to be able to stand in the office of a prophet, you must have two of the revelational gifts to be prominent in your ministry, including the gift of prophecy. What are the revelational gifts? The gifts that reveal something, three of them. The word of knowledge that goes to the past and reveal events and matters of your past and of the now. It can tell you what happened in the past even to the point where you were your mother's womb and what surrounded your birth, circumstances under which you were born and what's going on in your life right now, that is the word of knowledge. So you can prophesy with the gift of prophecy and have the word of knowledge prominent in your ministry and you are still not a prophet. So we have to be careful. This thing of calling everybody prophet, 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 prophet. We have to be careful. Because we are devaluing the office. We are devaluing the office. And because a lot of people know that it's easy, you know, when you can just fast and pray and prophesy and you don't have to teach, you don't have to do a lot of things like we do. So everybody is a prophet. Yeah, you just come and tell you something, I'll give you a country. This is what God says. Eh? Take seven eggs. Go to the end of the motorway. Break them and drink the egg and then walk to the end of the motorway and you see a miracle then you get up and you also go and stand at the motorway when I see you I'll deal with you amen now to qualify as a prophet 
you must possess two of the revelational gifts. The gift of prophecy, word of knowledge, word of wisdom, or discerning of spirit. Let me explain. Word of wisdom gives you the ability to see into the future and to know the outcomes of events of the future. That is word of wisdom. Discerning of spirits, which I hear a lot of Christians say, well, I discern, me, I have discerning of spirit. I can discern, you are lying. Discerning of spirit is not when you feel something. Touch somebody and say, how come you are sleeping under this teaching? You, you are sleeping. And when you sleep again, I'll mention your name. Because before I say you are sleeping, I've already spotted you out. Now, discerning of spirit is not when you see <laughs> this person he has a bad spirit. I can tell you, he has a bad spirit. That is not discerning of spirit. You need the gift of the discerning of spirit to see Jesus. If you see Jesus, that is discerning of spirit in oppression. Then to see an angel, you need discerning of spirit. To see demons, you need discerning of spirit. The reason why witches can fool prophets, some prophets, is this. Because I have sons who are prophets, true prophets. Some have gift of prophecy, word of knowledge, word of wisdom, don't have discerning of spirit, so witches fool them. And I have sons who operate by word of wisdom, discerning of spirit, gift of prophecy. I know them all. Are you hearing me? That's what I do. I'm a coach. Now, watch this. Watch this. For you to see an angel or to see a demon, you need a gift of discerning of spirit. Like I'm watching the choir right now. I'm sitting here. I'm seeing some things. I haven't said anything. I said I'm seeing some things. Turn to somebody and say, what are you seeing? What are you seeing? You see? Now, this is what the problem is. So you can be a prophet having the two revelational gifts prominent in your ministry with the gift of prophecy. And if you don't have discerning of spirit, witches can fool you. I was talking to one of my sons yesterday who had a friend. And his friend was a genuine prophet. He was married to this lady. Anytime he's going to preach, then the lady will say, sleep with me. The whole night, she won't say it until he dresses and he's going to preach. Then he'll say, come here, crazy, braha. Sleep with me. This particular day, she did it. And he said, no, I'm not sleeping with you. And he said, hey, I will show you pepper. And he said, oh, free he went to the church. In Accra here, having a great move, the place was pow and jam. He was ministering, giving a quantity. Then, next thing he heard was, people were saying, hey, I said, baby, hey, I said, baby. Next thing he saw, his wife moved into the church with a brazier and an underwear covered in blood. And showed it to the church, lifted it up and says, Behold, this is what your prophet has done unto me. The church scattered. After the service, his friends, including this guy, followed him to his house. When they went to the house, 
The wife showed them how she cut her own ribs with a blade and it bled and she used the blood in the brazier and the underwear. And she said, over. Some catcher said, I'll show you Pepe. That was the end of his ministry. So I asked him, so where is the guy? He said, the guy is in Ghana. He just started a new church around where he lives. And he's struggling. Bishop Obodai's friend, prophet, here, in Ghana here. Married. One month after the wedding, the wife said unto him, I'm going to the witchcraft world. And he said, you are going where? He said to the witchcraft world. He said, what do you mean? He said, you say you're a prophet. He said, yes, I'm a prophet. He said, the day you came to my house and you ate the palm nut soup was the day I bewitched you and got you to marry me. I have finished my assignment. I'm gone. Mr. Potter was telling me, one month after his wedding, finished the guy. He's married now. He remarried again with two children. So somebody will say, Papa, what happened? Was he a true prophet? Yes, he was a true prophet. How come he couldn't see? He was operating with the gift of prophecy, the word of knowledge, the word of wisdom. He didn't have the discerning of spirits, so he couldn't see the spirit working behind the woman. So there are levels in the prophetic. And not everybody is a prophet, so be very careful. Especially after church, the car park, you meet them there. They'll come saying they are praying for you. They'll be seeing things and picking things. Tell them the cameras are picking you up, you. You say you're a prophet, Papa is looking at you. Giving people a quantity at the car park, taking offerings after they've given their offerings in the church. You can look at me any way you want to look at me. I'm the papa, so I'll say it. Amen. Second Peter chapter 2, verse 1 to 3. Second Peter chapter 2, 1 to 3. But there were also false prophets among the people. Mm-hmm. Even as there will be false teachers you among see, you. All the time we think it's only false prophets. There are also false teachers. And the Bible says the judgment of the false teachers eh, will be greater than the false prophets. Because these false teachers, they are smooth like butter. Smooth like butter. Using the cunning craftiness of men, have all this intellectual capability. Logic, philosophers, enticing words of man's wisdom, powers of persuasions, have a way to appeal to your psychic, appeal to your senses, get you excited, preaching motivational messages, teaching you principles, and not the power of God, and having the form of godliness and denying the power thereof. Condemning the power of God, grieving the Holy Ghost, and turn the church into lecturer rooms and have become lecturers. I didn't ask you to clap.
clap or not, I will say it. That's why I told you to pray for me before I started. Because I know it was going to be hot. Uh -huh. That's why I told you pray for me. When, I, when you hear me say pray for me, it means I'm going somewhere. When I say I'm going somewhere, I mean that I, I'm not saying I'm leaving the earth. Oh. And so don't read into it. It won't happen. I override it. When I say I'm, it means that I'm going to dismantle some things. I'm going to deprogram some programming and reprogram some things. See, I hear you. Even as there will be false, prof, false teachers among you, who will false teachers? The teachers are very, very good. Very good. These teachers, they are very good. Doctrines of demons. They are masterfully. And they present the word masterfully and skillfully. I know some guys in this country. I met one the other day, years ago in America. He can take the Bible and a verse and, and, and twist the word and, and you give all the offering in your pocket. I know a particular teacher in America. He will so teach when he finished. You will give all your, your money and after people will start complaining. After they have given the offering, they will come to the church to ask the church to give them back their money. And people were inviting this person to every church because by the time he leaves your church, everybody will empty their bank account. He would take a word and so twist the word. Put one or two testimonies here and there and by the time he finishes, you'll be charged. Charged. Sign the check. Then when you leave the building, then you come back to yourself and say, what have I done? Hey, my children's school fees. Chop money for my husband and wife. What have I done? Then they come back and say, Pastor, Pastor, my check. For about dear mommy. And the pastor will say, Why did you give it? He said, The teaching, the teaching. I'm telling you. When I live in America, there were people like that. They would tell me, invite me to the church. And, and they split the money. You come, they will teach. And when they finish, whatever comes in 50-50. Yeah, they share the money, 50 It's a business. Listen, I'm saying some very serious things, though. I'm saying some very serious things. Some people don't like it, but I'm going to say it. Lift up your hands. Say, I override reactions. I command it to backfire in Jesus' name. Go ahead, finish, finish, finish. Even as there will be false teachers among you, who will secretly bring in destructive heresies? Destructive heresies. Among you, they are among us. Even denying the Lord who bought them and bring on themselves swift destruction. And many will follow their destructive ways. You see, people should be very careful. You think you are getting away with things? It's a matter of time. There's a saying that every day for thief man, one day for God. Uh, one of these days, your cup will be full. 
So don't, you see, God gives you a long rope. Sometimes my children think, Papa, I'm too forgiving. I'm too merciful. It's not true. I'm not too merciful. I'm not too, I don't hold grudges, but I'm not too forgiving. You know what I do? I give you a long rope. And I allow you to hang yourself eventually. And when you hang yourself, then I'll begin to intercede for you. But you give somebody a long rope, eh? And some people, they think they are so smart because they get away with things. Give them a long rope. They will eventually hang themselves. I'm telling you. And I have patience. I'm telling you. I have patience. I've learned long sufferings as a result of sufferings and betrayals I've been through. I've learned how to endure and wait on God to avenge me. And you know, you know what I'm more concerned about than anything, eh? I'm not concerned about all these success and big ministry and big churches and big buildings. You know, there are people, eh? Their church can sit just 5,000. And they claim that their church can sit 10,000. Why? Turn to someone and say, why? Come on, talk to me. Talk to someone and say, why are you doing that, you? Why are you doing that, Why? And the Bible says, liars will not enter heaven. And you are lying. You can be left behind. Why are you saying your church can take 10,000 when it takes 5,000? People ask me, how many people does the building take? And I say, I don't know. Sometimes Rosa asks me, the place is packed, overflow. How many? And I say, I don't know. I don't want to lie, so I don't know. I don't know. Hey, you know something? Whether it's packed or it's not packed, it doesn't matter. I am not proving anything and I am not in competition with anybody. And being called or chosen by God has nothing to do with feeling and not feeling anything. So all this crowd, crowd, crowd mentality, are we, are we doing it because we love people and we want to save souls and we care about the perishing? Or it's because we want to prove that we are very successful. What is the motive? What is driving us? What are you trying to prove? Honey. Maba. Yaya. Why? Why? And many will follow their destructive ways because of whom the way of truth will be blasphemed. Mm -hmm. By covetousness, they will exploit you By with covetousness, they will exploit people. Exploitation. Using lies, schemings, all kinds of account to exploit people. Exploitation. It's all about business. You know, when I go preach these days, I don't take my books and my materials. And people say, you didn't bring your books. You didn't bring your material. You could have brought your books. You could have brought your material. You make a lot of money. And people tell me when I live in America, they say, listen, you have to package your materials very well. Your books are powerful. Your teachings are powerful. You have to package it. And you have to talk a little bit about it before you start preaching. Then somewhere in the middle of your preaching, say something about one of your books. Then at the end, 
take your time and talk about it again so that people will remember before they go out they'll get you make more money and I don't do it I don't I don't I don't carry my books with me I just preached in a church in what was I baby before Orlando Tampa Florida huge church big church what's the name of the guy um, Howard Rodney Brown big name I didn't take my books I didn't take my materials and from that I preached with Pastor Paula I didn't take my books I didn't take my materials I am not preaching to sell my books that's not why I preach I'm writing books to get information out there but the, the motive and what drives me is not making money there are other ways to make money you don't make money on the flock And those of you young preachers who see me dress well with my chain on my, 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 my this thing, my jacket, you see me, you like it. 40 years from 76. How many years have you been preaching? see me in high places in Ghana and outside of Ghana it's now this year is 41 years eh? you see me and, and you think that Charlie the, the guy is powerful you want to dress like me you want to talk like me you want to preach like me can you pay the price can you pay the price can you handle the misrepresentations can you handle the scandals, the stigmas? Hey! Can you handle the shame, the reproaches, the persecutions, the trials, the temptations that goes with it? You don't know what goes with walking in this realm. You have to always check yourself because you can sleep so easily. So easily, the higher you go, the very dangerous and lonely and narrow the path becomes. You pass by, you see cars all over the place, and you also want cars in your car park. You think the cars, they just appear like that. Turn to someone and say, take it easy. You too, your time will come. You too, your time will come. So take it easy. There are things I can handle today. I couldn't handle it last two, three, four, five years. I'm telling you. There are, there are places I walk today. Eh? I couldn't have walked there five years ago. I would have been destroyed. I'm telling you. When, before I came back from America, after praying for President Trump, some people saw the footage, and I didn't put it out. I didn't put it out. It was the Vice President of America himself that tweeted it. 
So what you saw came from his street. It wasn't. It didn't come from me. I, I wasn't making any show about it. And they come and say, Papa, what pain? Hey, you are the Papa. You are the Papa. They, they, they said the Papa say or something. The Papa say. And then they say, Papa, when you arrive in Ghana at the airport, we are meeting you with some journalists. We have to. We want you to lift up your hands and declare some things, and we put it on front page. Ghana must know who you are. And I say, I beg you, leave me alone. And I say, I'm not a coward. I'm not, a, I'm not afraid to cry. But I don't like some things. But if it was some other preacher, you will see. It will be on a billboard all the way, everywhere. I was even saying, well, I think yesterday or so, that we should, I'll put a picture of it in my office. And Rosa said, is it necessary? She said, is it necessary, baby? Let me see your hand. Another check. You see? God, eh? God, he knows how to deal with us. So. so if the Holy Ghost checks you and you don't listen, he will put, he will put a woman by you. He will check you too and say, is it necessary? What are you trying to prove? And other people will do it and go free. Me, I can't do it. What other people will do and go free? I can't do it. I'm a Nazarite. I'm different. I traveled some time ago and Pastor Abigail was with us to some country. When we arrived, we came out of the plane. There were people standing there and they took us. And I told Abigail, follow me. Put us in the car, drove us through the Takma to some place, sat down, gave us tea, breakfast, took our passport, went and did everything and brought it back and said, hey, Papa. And I said, you, don't tell anybody. What? And there were some very powerful people in the plane with me. When we came out, they were all going this way. I said, Archbishop, please come with us. And that, as for that one, I changed my, my walking small. Uh, I changed my walking small and I repented later. So, sometimes, sometimes, sometimes Rosa will say, why are you walking that way? And I'll say in my head, Mommy's what day? She wants to know what I just said. I'm guessing I'll say in my head, This woman, to why are you troubling me like that? When, when I change my walk, she notices it. And she'll just pinch me and say, What are you doing? It's not easy. It's not easy. Crowd, tell you, hey, eh? it's not easy. Eh? The Holy Ghost will get you. 
If he doesn't get you, <laughs> there's some people call wives. They'll check you. My, my sister is sitting here. She's my younger sister. Sometimes I'll dress and she'll see me and say, Why are you wearing this dress? I say, Madam, Madam. I say, No, 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 no. I say, I say, I say, I say, Everybody wear what they like. Me, I can't wear what I want. They are checking me like that. Why? But you see, royalty is restricted. But freedom is given to the masses. And that's why royalty governs the masses. So we are not restricting you because there's anything wrong with you. It's because you are royalty and you are a Nazarite. So you can't make certain mistakes. The masses can make mistakes. Go to prison. But you, you are royalty. You can't make mistakes. You can't break the rules. You can't go to prison. So that's why we have to check you. All right. Okay. Let, let, me, let me finish. Let me finish. My time is up. So let me just go through the scriptures fast. Okay. Bishop. Acts 20, 29 and 30. Let me just go through the scriptures quickly. For I know this, that after my, depart, after my departing shall grievous wolves enter in among you, mm -hmm. not sparing the flock. Also of your own selves shall men arise, speaking perverse things, to draw away disciples after them. Disciples after them. There are people in this church who have their own disciples. Some of you are disciples of other people. This is my house. And I've called others to come and help me build. And they also have their disciples among my disciples. Mm? You think I can't see? I see. When you come and you are entering certain offices, I see you. But it doesn't bother me. I'm fine. I didn't say anything. I said I'm fine. Amen? All right, let me leave it alone. Second Corinthians 11, 13 and 14. For such are false apostles. False apostles. You think they're only false prophets? It's not only false. They are false prophets, false Christ, false teachers, false apostles. Go ahead. Deceitful workers. Deceitful workers in the church. Transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. Uh -huh. And no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Even Satan comes in the form of an angel of light. So don't be fooled. Just because you see the, an angel of light. There is light. False light. What kind of a light is it? I see light. But it's not every light that is the true light. There are all kinds of light. There is fire. But there is false fire. Strange fire. Evil flames. And pure fire. So what kind of light are you dealing with and working with? There are people who see, but it depends on, babe, babe, can I do something? Okay, yeah, let me use your arm. Hmm? Yeah, you see? She reads with this lens, eh? She can read through because there's a particular power in the lens that is designed for her eyes and mine is different. So what lens are you seeing through? A DNA womb. We need a DNA womb. Oh, in bed, me the army. 
Turn to someone and say, what is in your eyes? Bishop, finish, finish. Yeah, 14, eh? Yes. Is it that no marvel for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light? Uh-huh. Into an angel of light. You see, some of you, you know what your problem is with the church? I see a lot of people in church, they get offended. You don't see them in church. They leave church because they are harassed at the car park. And it's sad. And it is wrong to be harassed at the car park. But that shouldn't be a reason why you should be angry with Papa and leave the church. That's not a reason. You should rather be bold to deal with the people who harass you at the car park. You should arrest them. Why should you be angry with me? My order. That's not the reason why you should leave. But they are workers of iniquity. I'm building and they are scattering me at the car park. Hmm? And you think that the church is full of angels. There are no angels here. We are all sinners. You know something? We are all sick people, including me. We've all come to Dr. Jesus International First Class Hospital. Eh? The church, eh? The church is a five-star medical center. Maybe seven-star medical. And we all come to Dr. Jesus to be cured. So if you come here and you think people here are angels, you are joking. That's why when people mishandle you at the car park or an usher gives you a hard time or somebody mishandles you or despises you or don't greet you, don't talk, you get offended. Why do you get offended? You get offended because you are shocked. You don't believe that Christians do that. Hey, even in the church. They are following me out there. I come to church, you they are there. Why? Me, I don't come to church. If I don't give your church to you, you are joking. The devil, the best place for the devil to attack you is in the church. Because this is supposed to be a refuge. So if he can attack you here, he can get you out there. And out there, he can finish you. So don't be shocked when people mishandle you in the church. Don't be offended. Don't be hurt. Understand that that is what it is. You know, me, when I got born again, eh, when I got born again, on the bed of affliction, there's this nurse, very beautiful girl. She took care of me at the bed of affliction. And I had plans for her. I was going to take her out to Keteke, to Pusika, to Watu, to Kondola in those days. Then the Holy Ghost arrested me. I got born again on the bed of affliction. And I started preaching there. Right there, I started preaching. I took her to my church of Pentecost in those days. That was where I met Bishop Nyako at Kaneshi. And she wanted the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We didn't have knowledge at that time. So me and two friends of mine, we took her to the church. On a Friday, we had an all night. We prayed for her the whole night. She, she didn't get the baptism of the Holy Spirit. The whole night. Prayed in tongues, commanded her, enticed the Holy Ghost, engaged the Holy Ghost, deployed the Holy Spirit. He didn't come. So the, the Sunday, the pastor had traveled. 
and the parsonage was at the church premises. So the pastor's wife was in the house when she heard us praying all that night. There's a three of us. So when the pastor came, he said, you see, that Nicholas guy, I used to have a bushy hair. That guy, that bushy hair guy. He and that his two friends. They were in the church building here praying for some girl, that new girl. All night they were praying. You have to let them know that they can't do that. There should have been another woman there. Me, I didn't know the tradition of the church. I was going, I just, I just got born again. Just came from the world wild. You should see my dressing. And when I came, the, the church people, they used to look at me some way. And the spiritual brothers in the church, they didn't like me at all. There was this very fine girl in the church. I, I, I set my eyes on her. Did I say that? Okay, yes. I, I wasn't married. I wasn't married. And, and I, I, I determined I was going to marry her. Then the spiritual brothers in the church got to know and they sabotaged me fast. They finished me crying. Before I could make a move, they abused Aquanchira to block me. And it really hurt me. The thing pained me. But I couldn't do anything about it. Anyway, cut a long story short. The pastor came to church Sunday morning and he called us to stand before the whole church. The whole church. And blasted us. Hey, I haven't seen that kind of discipline before. It was too hot for me. Now, no shit. So I said, hey, is that how the church is? They didn't access anything. They didn't call us. The man just came and blasted us like that. Pastor's wife, careful! I could have backslided if I had left the church. Two of my friends got offended. They left the church. They are still believers, but they didn't do anything kingdom. They couldn't deal with it. You know, the same day after service, The man that stood there and blasted me, I went to apologize to him. That was him. And in the evening, I was back in church. I had nowhere to go. I didn't have anywhere to go. Today, we have churches every corner. People, you, you don't even have to discipline them. They will get offended over everything and they will leave your church. And next thing, they are an elder, a deacon. Even today, eh? Most of the churches today, they will even make Satan a board member and demons, elders, and dignesses. Because the whole thing is about number. They, 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 they believe in being the biggest that even if Satan comes to their church, they will make Satan a member of the board. Just to prove a point that they are the biggest in town. What is wrong with you? Aden, what has become of us? We have fallen in the flesh. We began in the spirit. But we are ending in the flesh. Now it is a competition. It's who is bigger. Who has the biggest crowd. You know, I was talking to somebody. He told me that they publish the richest preachers in a particular country. And a guy, a preacher was so angry that his name was not among the richest preachers in that country. And I said, hey, where's your assembly? He's angry. 
that his name is not among the richest preachers in town. Why? This is not about riches. It's about souls. It's about the kingdom. And you know something? I'll be very, very honest with you. There are so many things they give me. They call me for an award. The best is the best that I don't go. I don't go. You can't award me. You can't reward me. And I don't seek for the awards of men. And I don't believe in all that thing. The, the, the seven greatest man in town. The second greatest. Who determines all that? Who? Those are things you can buy with money. But to get God's award and God's favor, please. You know what? Let, let's move out, but I, I need to go through. Other than that, I won't stop today. Okay, First Timothy 4, 1 and 2, quickly. Let's just now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter time some shall depart from the faith. People will depart from the faith of Jesus Christ and through trans meditation, all kinds of meditations. You know, there are things that appeal to us today. And people talk about all kinds of false religions. They appear to be very, they say, oh, this people, is, he, he, he looks very peaceful, very, very calm, gentle, so peaceful. And I say, so why are you so peaceful and you are always happy? And he say, I meditate. I meditate three times a day. I learned to be still. So you also, then when you are like, a spirit jumps in. Next time from like this to like a dad. Then before you find out, you are going deeper and deeper and deeper and you are away from the faith. The next thing they tell you, don't sleep on your side. On your back, sleep on your stomach. And when you sleep on your stomach, God will reveal something to you. What does the revelation of God have to do with sleeping on your stomach? Is it because out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water? Turn to somebody and say, why have you made your face that way? Why? Some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits. Seducing spirit. And These spirits will seduce you, bewitch you. And doctrines of devils. Doctrines of devils. We will come to that another day. The doctrines of devils. Speaking lies in hypocrisy. Uh -huh. Having their conscience seared with hot iron. I won't comment on that. Let's move on. Second John 1, 7. For many deceivers are entered into the world. Many what? Deceivers. He didn't say false prophets, teachers, apostles, or Christ. He said what? Deceivers. How many? Many. What? Deceivers. So you would think that it's a pastor that may deceive you, a prophet, a teacher, an apostle, a bishop, or an archbishop that will deceive you, but sometimes it can be your husband. It can be your wife. It can be a father. It can be a son. It can be. Satan is not the respecter of anybody. He can use just anybody. Many deceivers have gone into the world. And their job is to deceive people. Go ahead. Who confess not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh? Uh -huh. This is a deceiver and an antichrist. All right. I won't touch it. 
Let's move on quickly. I need to close. I need to close. Ephesians 6. Ephesians 5 and 6. Ephesians 5 and 6. Let Please. no man deceive you with vain words. Let no man deceive you with vain words. For because of these things cometh the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. The wrath of God is come upon people because they are deceived and walking in disobedience and believe that they are walking in the truth. They've been fooled and deceived. And the judgment of God and the anger of God is come upon them. Amen. Second Thessalonians 2 3. Let no man deceive you by any means. Again, again, deceive, deceive, deception, deception, deception. Man, 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 man. No spirit, not angels. Men will deceive men. Go ahead. Let no man deceive you by any means. For that day shall not come except there come a falling away first. And that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition. This is after the rapture and after the second coming. So we'll get into details of that later. Amen. Okay. Let's look at 1 John 3, 7. Little children, let no man deceive you. Again, let no man, let no man, let no man, let no man. These are warnings. Go ahead. He that doeth righteousness is righteous, even uh -huh. as he is righteous. All right, let's go to Jeremiah 29 and 8. For thus saith the Lord of hosts, mm -hmm. the God of Israel, let not your prophets and your diviners that be in the midst of you deceive you. Uh -huh. Neither hearken to your dreams which you cause to be dreamed. There are prophets and diviners among us. They are among us. Prophesying to people in their homes and their offices and all that. And your dreams are determined by their prophecies and by their revelations. The things they prophesy, you take it into your dream and you dream after the manner of their prophecies and their divinations. Let's move on quickly. 2 Timothy 3 and 13. But evil men and seducers will, shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. Deceiving and deceiving and being deceived. Amen. Colossians 2, 8. And let's stop here. I don't want to emphasize. If I try to emphasize, I'll go into some things. I don't want to go into some things, so I'll leave it here. Beware, lest any man spoil you through Beware, philosophy. Beware, lest angels. No. Less spirits by what man mm -hmm. that any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit? Philosophy, 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 philosophy. I'm not a philosopher, I'm not a lecturer, I'm a preacher. This is not a lecturer room. Go ahead after the tradition of men. After the rudiments of the world and after not the after traditions Christ. of men. You know, you know, let me tell you something, eh? Let me tell you something. Somebody was talking to me the other day that uh, when am I going to visit my mother's grave? I have to go and put some flowers there. And, and I said, I'm not going there. And I ain't putting any flower anywhere. Because she doesn't see the flower I put and I don't put there. All these philosophies of men and doctrines of devils and the traditions of men, you go into the cemetery to do what? The person is dead, absent in the flesh, present with the Lord or in hell. The spirit is gone 
nothing you do goes on record in eternity or in time. When the day you bury them, that is it. What are you doing at the cemetery? Going to put flowers on what? On a rotting body? A dry bones? What are you doing at the cemetery? And then after you go there, you start having nightmares and strange dreams. They say, hey! All these traditions of men. What is wrong with you? Why don't you just be a child of God? They are dead. You buried them. You've honored them. That's it. Stop going to the cemeteries. What are you doing there? Then you go walking and looking at people's grave. Then the devil say, okay, you are the next one. Then once you are walking there, say, so what will, be, what will be written on your tomb? We are the What are you doing at the cemetery? Why? People are dead for years. Gone. Then you go to the cemetery, to their graves. What is all these traditions of men? What is wrong with you? And you call yourself a child of God. You've made the word of God of none effect through the traditions of men. And some of you come to church, you sit down, you take communion, you pray, and you bind, you loose. You override, overturn, backfire, do all those things. Then you go there to the cemetery carrying flowers. You go and put the flowers there, do a sign of the cross. And then you are talking to the dead. That is necromancy. And praying for the dead. It's too late. And say, Mother, forgive me. She can't hear you. 